Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, celebrating the good news of Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. We here at Andrew Womack Ministries want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a blessed New Year. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today is the end of my third week of teaching on a subject that I've entitled, You've Already Got It. I tell you, this is a powerful teaching. And, and there's actually, in, in the CD set, there are six different teachings that I have on this. We are now into the third teaching, so we're in the middle of this teaching. And I've already covered some radical things. This is a concept that most people don't have. Most people think that God can do anything, but that He has done nothing and that they have to ask and they have to beg and they have to come before God and plead with Him and get Him to move. That is exactly opposite of what I'm teaching. I'm teaching that God, through Jesus, uh, came and provided everything that you'll ever need. If you need to be healed, God doesn't have to do anything to heal you today. He did everything He needed to do to heal you 2,000 years ago. By the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. And somebody says, well, that's not true because I'm still sick. Here's my doctor's report. Here's the pain in my body to prove it. All, that, all a doctor can do, all you can do with your feelings is monitor the physical realm. But in the spiritual realm, it says in John chapter 4, verse 24, that God is a spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. In the spiritual realm, you have been recreated. If you've made Jesus your Lord, and I know that there's probably some people who watch this that have never really committed your life to the Lord, well, then you don't have the life of God on the inside of you. But if you have been born again, is what the Bible calls it, then you have the same power on the inside of you that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. It's not out there someplace. It's inside of you. You have that raising from the dead power and you don't need God to heal you. He's already put raising from the dead power. All you've got to do is just flip the switch and turn on that power. That's what the Bible calls faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith isn't believing in things that don't exist. Faith is believing in things that do exist. They just don't exist in this physical world. There is a spiritual world. There is a spiritual realm, a spiritual reality. And for those of you, again, who've been born again, when you got born again, God placed Jesus on the inside of you. Romans chapter 8, verse 9 says, If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, you are none of His. If you are born again, you have the Spirit of His Son that was sent into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. Galatians chapter 4 says that. God Himself lives on the inside of you, and that power is at your disposal. You can release it. But to do that, you've got to believe that there are things that are real in the spiritual world out there and also on the inside of you, in the spirit man on the inside of you. There are things that are real that exist, that are reality. They just aren't physical reality. There is a spiritual realm, and faith is just believing in the unseen reality as revealed in the Word of God. 
And faith will sit there and take what God says more than what the doctor says, more than what the banker says, more than what your mate may say. And you just take the Word of God and you believe it and you get to where you really believe that it's real. Even though you can't touch it, you can't see it, you can't hear it, it's real. And when you believe, that faith draws out of this unseen realm God's power into this seen realm and it will change things. It will change this physical reality. Spiritual reality is greater and more real than physical reality. The spiritual realm existed before the physical realm was created. The spiritual realm will exist long after this physical realm is destroyed. The spiritual realm is the parent force and the parent force is greater than the force that it created. There is a real you on the inside. If you've been born again, if you've made Jesus your Lord, you are completely brand new on the inside. That's what 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. That's not talking about your physical body. Your physical body didn't change when you made Jesus your Lord. It's not talking about your soulish mental, mental realm. That didn't change. You didn't get my memories. You didn't get a perfect mind. We still only know in part. But it's talking about your spirit, man. In the spirit, you're a brand new person. And faith is just learning who you are, what you have in the Spirit, and believing that that is real. It's more real than what you feel in your body, more real than what you see with your eyes. And when you get to where you truly believe in that spiritual realm more than you believe in the physical realm, the physical realm will bow its knee to the Spirit and you will see the realities, the things that God has provided in the Spirit manifest itself in your physical life. Man, that's powerful. Let me give you a scriptural example of what I'm talking about. 2 Kings chapter 6 is an example where the king of Syria was fighting against the king of Israel. And he would send his soldiers down to ambush the king of Israel. And every time his ambush would itself be ambushed. I mean, the king of Israel knew what he was going to do every single time. So after this happened a number of times, it says here in 2 Kings... Chapter 6, it says, Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing, and he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? In other words, he was just saying that there is no way that the king of Israel could, under, could know what my battle plans are unless somebody here is a traitor. Somebody's a spy and giving away our battle plans. And he goes on to say, One of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedchamber. Now, there's a number of things. I'm just going to have to say some things very quickly. I can't say everything that God's shown me out of these passages. But there's a number of things. For one thing, Elisha wasn't hearing from, you know, the, the battle plans of the king of Syria with his physical ears. He wasn't seeing it with his physical eyes. It wasn't some physical person, a spy that was giving him these things. He was hearing it from God and it was coming through his heart. This is the reason that Jesus in the New Testament would say things, he that had ears to hear, let him hear. Every person in the crowd had physical ears on their head, but he wasn't talking about these physical ears. You can hear with your heart. You can see with your heart. There are things that you can perceive with your heart that you can't perceive with your eyes or with your ears or with your touch or your smell. 
A person who is going only by what they can see, taste, hear, smell, and feel, their five senses, you aren't playing with the whole deck. You aren't recognizing at least half of reality. You aren't dealing in reality. You are limited. And the things I'm saying right here, this is so radical compared to most people. Most people are like, well, you're crazy. Well, don't wake me up because it's working. I've seen my son raised from the dead. I've seen my wife raised from the dead. I've seen people raised from the dead. Many people, I'm seeing God supply needs. Man, I'm walking in joy and peace and happiness. It's working. I've got manifestation. I've got proof that this works. And so Elisha, he wasn't getting these things through any of his physical senses. It was through his heart. He was having these things revealed to him. He was hearing the voice of God. He was seeing things with his heart, not with his physical eyes. And so when the king of Syria heard that Elisha was the one who was giving away his battle plans, it says in verse 13, he said, Go and spy where he is that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host. And they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? So get the picture. When they woke up in the morning, the servant went out and he stood on the city wall. And when he looked, there were Syrian soldiers, horses and chariots everywhere, thousands of them. And they were surrounding the city. Now, you know that this servant knew why they were there. His master had been giving away the battle plans of the king of Syria, and finally it had been revealed, and the Syrians were there to uh, take Elisha. And so when he said, Alas, my master, how shall we do? This is just old English way of describing that he panicked. He knew that they were there for him, for his master, and uh, they were outnumbered. And so look at Elisha's response to this. The servant responded in panic. Alas, my master, how shall we do? But here's Elisha's response. He answered and said, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Now see, people who don't believe that there is anything beyond what you can see, taste, hear, smell, and feel, this physical reality, they would say that Elisha lied. And this is what a lot of people think Christians are. They think that you're just saying that it's so when it's really not so, hoping that it'll become so. They look at Christians who are confessing that by his stripes I'm healed, when anybody can tell by looking at you that you're sick. They'll sit there and say, well, see, you're just lying. This is what this faith stuff is. You're just, you're just liars. You're just saying things that aren't real. If it was true that there is no reality beyond what you can see, taste, hear, smell, and feel, well, then that would be correct. That people who are saying that they're healed when the doctors report their physical feelings, everything proves that they're still sick. Well, then that would be a lie. But see, there is another world. There's another realm. There's more to reality than just what you can see, taste, hear, smell, and feel. There is a spiritual world out there and there is a spiritual you on the inside that has all kinds of things going on that you can't perceive with your five senses. You have to go by what the Word of God says. So Elisha wasn't lying. He wasn't calling something that wasn't real as if it was real. It was real. It just wasn't a physical reality. It was real in the spiritual realm. I'm sure that when his servant heard him say that there's more with us than there are with them, 
that if he was carnal, he probably thought, man, this prophet has finally lost it. Because you could look out there and count the Syrians by thousands, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000. And then you look over and go, one, two. Two people against thousands. See, a person who only acknowledges the physical reality would say, well, then you lied. You said there's more with us than there is with them. It would be a lie if all there was to reality was just the physical realm. But look what Elisha did in verse 17. Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. Now, this isn't talking about his physical eyes. I can guarantee you Elisha's servants' eyes were as wide open as they could get looking at all of these Syrians that he'd come to take them. His eyes, physical eyes were open. This wasn't talking about his physical eyes. You can have eyes in your heart. I haven't got time to teach on this, but I've got other series that goes... I've just got a teaching that I did not long ago about imagination that deals with this that you can see things with your heart. You have eyes in your heart. And if you aren't seeing things by faith, seeing things from your heart, well, then in a sense, you you are blind. There is so much more out there and inside than what you can just see with your physical eyes. You know, you've never seen your brain, and yet hopefully you've got one. Just because you can't see it, does that mean that you don't have it? No, there's all kinds of things that we don't see, and yet we believe that we have. Most of you have never seen your heart. Most of you have never seen your intestines. You've never seen your bladder. You've never seen all kinds of things, and yet you've got them. Did you know that there are things that you can't see that are not only physical, but in the spiritual realm. And you have to believe that. And when you believe it and you see it with your heart and you hear with your heart, then those things that are real in the unseen realm will come into the seen realm. So he prayed and said, Lord, open up his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, the eyes of his heart. And he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Now, what he was doing, he was looking into the unseen realm. It wasn't fantasy. It was real. It just wasn't physical real. It was spiritual real. It was reality. And those horses and chariots, the Syrians didn't see them. There is no mention in Scripture that Elisha saw them. He might have, but there isn't anything that says that he did. He didn't have to see it because he believed it. And once you get to where you're proficient in this and you've started walking by faith, and you've seen your faith produce tangible results time and time again. After a while, you get to a place that, you know what, I don't have to see it. I know it's real. I know it's real. So there is nothing that said that Elisha ever saw these horses and chariots of fire. But the the servant, the Lord allowed him to see with his heart. He saw into the unseen realm. It doesn't say that the Syrians saw these horses and chariots of fire. And also... These horses and chariots of fire didn't just come when God opened up the young man's eyes. They were there all of the time. You know, Elisha lived after the time of David. And I don't know exactly where Elisha got all of his faith and revelation from, but David did write in the Psalms that the angel of the Lord encamps round about those who love him, that he would give his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. 
and you will not dash your foot against the stone. David wrote these things. It's possible that Elijah, Elisha knew those scriptures. And Elisha had also been with Elijah, his mentor, when Elijah got caught up into heaven. And there was a whirlwind and there was an, a fiery chariot and horses of fire that came down and separated between Elijah and Elisha. And then Elijah was caught up into heaven in a whirlwind. And so he had seen these things in the past. It doesn't say that he saw it here, but wherever his faith came from, he knew that things existed in the spiritual realm that you could not see, taste, hear, smell, or feel. So when Elisha said, fear not, those that are with us are more than those that are with them, that was not a lie. That wasn't just a faith statement. That was reality. It just wasn't physical reality. If you took the whole realm, the spiritual and the physical realm and looked at it as a whole, well, then Elisha was telling the truth. There were more angels and chariots and horses of fire with Elijah and his servant than there was with the Syrians. There may have been 10,000 Syrians, but there was more angels than that surrounding them. He wasn't just saying something. He wasn't making things up. He was speaking reality. And when I sit here and say, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed, even though it may not be physical in my body, even though you might not be able to go to the doctor and the doctor say, nope, you're totally cancer free. Even though the doctors may not confirm it, it is true that in the spirit realm, I have the same power that raised Christ from the dead. By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. And that's real. But it doesn't automatically happen. It has to have my faith to reach out and appropriate what is real in the spiritual realm. Faith just reaches over and appropriates what God has already made available. And so I have to believe it. And when I believe it, then it starts becoming a physical reality. I've got doctor's reports that prove that I had incurable diseases and two days later, the same doctor confirmed I didn't have it because I believed God. I reached over into that spiritual realm and I took advantage of the power of God and brought it out and it produced physical results. I've seen my body healed of all kinds of things. I've seen broken bones that I had that were instantly healed. I've seen people raised from the dead. I've seen blind eyes open. I know that these things are true. I believe they were true before I had the experiences. That's the reason I had the experiences. But now I've got the authority of God's Word plus experiences. I've seen it worked and work, and I know that this is real. And so after the, the Lord opened up these serp, this servant's eyes, then Elisha, he just raised his hand and he said, Lord, smite him with blindness. And the Lord smote all of these Syrian soldiers blind. They were groping, trying to find their way around. And he told them to join hands. And he took the entire Syrian army captive and led them to the king of Israel. And then he prayed and asked God to open their eyes. And he took the entire Syrian army captive. This is the power that was available to Elisha. And the scripture says John the Baptist was the greatest person who had ever lived under the old covenant. That makes him greater than Elisha right here. That means that John the Baptist had more power than what Elisha had here. And yet it goes on to say, Matthew chapter 11, nevertheless, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater 
than John the Baptist. So if John the Baptist had more power, more angels, more resources available to him than Elisha did, and if, if we, under the New Covenant, if the least of the New Testament believers is greater than John the Baptist, therefore you're greater than Elisha. So that means if you think that you're the sorriest saint that ever lived, you've got thousands and thousands of horses and chariots of fire that surround you. The Bible says that what they had had no glory in comparison to what we have. What we've got is much greater. So if Elisha had all of this available to him, then I've got all of this available to me. You've got all of this available to you. You've got more than enough power. But in order to release it and to see God's supernatural power manifest in your life, you've got to go beyond just the physical realm. You've got to go beyond what the doctor says, what your body feels. You've got to go beyond what the banker says. You've got to go beyond what the newspaper and the magazines say and what your friends and relatives say. You've got to go by what the Word of God says, and you've got to be able to see into this unseen realm. You've got to be able to hear God's voice, something that isn't audible. It's not tangible, but it's in your heart. You've got to be able to reach over into that unseen realm and draw those things by faith into physical reality. And I'm telling you, there's a, there's, I would say the vast majority of Christians cannot do what I'm talking about. They believe that God exists, but they come to Him as a beggar, Oh, God, please move. They don't believe he's done anything. They don't see what they have. This would be like Elisha. If he all of a sudden woke up and his servant said, look at all of the Syrians out there and Elijah, if he started begging God, oh, God, please send your angels. The truth is they were already there. And if he would have been asking God for something that he already had, that would have been unbelief. It would have been at the very best ignorance and at the very worst, unbelief. And this is what people are doing today. They're saying, oh, God, heal me. When the Bible clearly says, 1 Peter 2, 24, by his stripes you were healed. Were means it's already done. It's already been done. Why are you asking God to do what he says he's already done? It's because you believe what you feel more than you believe what the Word of God says. You are walking by sight and not by faith. And it's impossible to please God. It's impossible to release the power of God when you are carnal and going only by what you can see, taste, hear, smell, and feel. You're going to have to get to where you take the Word of God and let it show you what you have in the spirit realm, who you are and what you have. And you're going to have to get to where you believe that with all of your heart, that that is as real as anything that you can see, taste, hear, smell, or feel. And when you get to that point where you believe the things that the Word of God says and you believe that that is reality, that's greater reality, then you start speaking and acting in agreement with that and this spiritual reality will trump and dominate the physical reality. Karis, an accredited Bible college in the beautiful town of Woodland Park, has been changing people's lives for over 25 years. The people here are so like-minded. They want to help you grow. These are people who genuinely care about you. They want the best for you. Be prepared to be blown away with the teachings. It's not just a season in your life. There's no way you can't change. You can't really go wrong 
going to a place that you get to sit and listen to the Word for four hours a day. Being under the Word that much just allowed God to pour so much into me. If you feel supernatural peace about coming to Karis, that's God. I know you're like, how, when, where, all these questions, just do it. The Lord will provide. I was doubting and second-guessing it, but when I took that step of faith, immediately, like, things were provided. Just being around like-minded believers, teachers who are there for you and ready to talk to you at any moment and answer your questions, there's just nothing like it. Just follow the leading of the one that you serve, and that's always going to be the right direction to go. Go to karisbiblecollege.org to register today. I tell you, I'm excited. God is going to do something special during these meetings. I am enjoying this conference so much, I literally cannot wipe the smile off my face. Seeing Andrew is great, and being able to meet him was awesome. He speaks into your life like no one I know. God has given us everything that we need in seed form, and the Word of God has to be sown in your heart. Man, that is powerful. I love the word that he teaches. It's straightforward, it's the truth. Uh, he compares it with scripture every single moment. In your spirit, you already have been healed. By his stripes, you were healed, 1 Peter 2.24. You've already got the mind of God, 1 Corinthians 2.16. And you're already blessed, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Andrew's teaching and the love that he has for God's word and truth, it is the gospel truth. Andrew's complete teaching titled, You've Already Got It, is available in a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. It's also available in a book and study guide in English or Spanish. Each of these products is available for a gift of any amount. Or you can get them in the You've Already Got It package. This package includes the book, the study guide, and your choice of either the CD or DVD album. This package has a catalog value of $90, but you can get it today for only $60. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'd really like to encourage you to get this teaching that I've entitled, You've Already Got It. I've got this in book form. We also have a study guide, which is the same material as the book. It's just reformatted so that you can teach other people. It's made for Sunday school, Bible studies, and things like that. And then I also have DVDs that were taken from my television teaching on this, and then CDs. But this teaching on You've Already Got It is probably one of the most radical things that I teach. And when you get born again, He placed on the inside of you everything that you will ever need. Before you ever had the need, God had already made the supply. And that's what this teaching is all about. I've seen thousands of people set free through it. And I believe that this would really, really make a difference in your life. So check it out in book form, CDs, DVDs, or study guide. We also have this in Spanish. But please get this teaching on You've Already Got It. Andrew's book, You've Already Got It, is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. And we encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this book to you free of charge. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. 
You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. Do you want to connect with like-minded believers? Then Karis Bible Studies is the place for you. Find a Bible study near you by visiting karisbiblestudies.net.